This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host Josh and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Mason and Marcus versus Benchwarmer Scott and returning player Mish Resnick. Welcome back to the bench, Mish. Why don't you take a minute to remind us about yourself? Hey guys, uh, my name is Michael Mish, the nickname. Um, I live in uh, San Francisco. I'm a fan of the Cleveland teams, although I'm losing interest in all three at an alarming rate. I basically don't watch anymore. But yeah, Guardians, Cat Browns, Mets, Rutgers, Michigan. I went there. What a list. Yeah. I'm 0-2 as a player. This is my fourth time on, so we'll see. But I don't know. I'm feeling good today. And never played with Mason or Marcus before, so nice to meet you both. Thanks for having me on. Well, welcome uh, again. And uh, Scott, how are you doing? And let us know what your and Misha's team name is going to be today. I'm good. I just want to put it out there that Josh actually kind of decided the teams. This was not I, – I, I am not responsible for this, so if he goes 0-3 – it's not on me. It's on Josh because one, he put the team together, and two, they're his questions. So really, it's doubly on Josh. If, if <laughs> well. so, we'll see fair, what happens. Fair. Other than that, uh, yeah, team name wise, Misha is a fan of Cleveland sports teams, and obviously, you know, Cleveland has a, a soft spot in my heart. My mom and my brother live there. My brother works for the Guardian, so you know, naturally, I I frequent Cleveland often. It's become a city uh, that I that I enjoy being at mostly because of their famous grilled cheese. Um, but because of that, and, you know, we just want to keep it simple, we decided that we'll be Cleveland Rocks. All right, wonderful. Ohio! And uh, Mason and Marcus, let us know how you guys are doing and what your team name is. All right, I'll go first since Marcus has a team name. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing well. I just got back home from a long trip like an hour or two ago. So in the midst of unpacking and my apartment being like 95 degrees so that's fun um but i'm glad to team up with with marcus always a good time to team up with him so yeah marcus what's up hello mason uh hello everyone i'm good uh i just got back from uh what was basically my uh father's day gift to my dad him and his best friend and i took i took him and uh my brother uh all we we all went to the Mariners game. They actually won today against the Rays, which is a great accomplishment. But much like Mason, I got home like <laughs> even less than that. I got home about 20 minutes ago. So, yep, doing fantastic. And uh, when I uh, I when I like to go down and see my friend Elise, who lives in uh, New Orleans, shout out Elise. There's a school down there, a great school. With much with alumni such as JP Lossman and Patrick Ramsey. And we are big fans of that. And tonight, Mason and I, in honor of them, we're going to be Tulane. All right. So we've got Cleveland Rocks versus Tulane. Marcus, is that the opposite of too cool? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tulane. All right. Well, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. 
The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Okay, question number one. In Boston 04, first perfect game against A's, an award namesake. If you're trying to decipher something, you, you might need to roll back a little farther. Well, that kind of fits in what I was thinking, Marcus. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, you're good. Yeah, all right, we'll check in. All right, too lame has checked in. So, Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. I mean, award namesake is like, I would think it's Cy Young. Yep. Like, I, I there aren't, I mean, what are the other pitching awards? Like, the Rollades Relief Man? I don't think it's like Dean Rollades from like 1904. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were sending we sent a list of like twenty pitchers from that era back and forth, but I think we, we both agree that Cy Young is the one we got to check in with. I, 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 yes, we agree. So checking in, Cy Young. Okay, and Tulane, what did you guys have? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this pitcher pitched in Boston, so it kind of made sense. And he's the only person, really, only pitcher I can think of that had an award namesake that would have been back in that day. So yeah, we checked in with Cy Young as well. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is indeed Cy Young. Uh, Cy Young threw the first perfect game in the World Series era, and the third it was the third overall, uh, against the Philadelphia Athletics while pitching for the Boston Americans. Domingo uh, Herman is the only other pitcher to throw a perfect game against the A's, which he did just this last week. Although I'm not sure if they checked his arms for sticky stuff, because... He had some issues with that earlier in the season, although he was playing the A's, so he probably didn't need it. What you're, what I'm hearing is Cy Young and Domingo Herman, same, same level. Um, well, technically, they're the only two to have ever done it to the A's, so I guess. All right. Anyway, let's move on to question two. Two schools with three picks. Twenty-three NBA draft. SEC Pac-12. All right, Josh, we're checked in. Okay, Cleveland Larox has checked in. So too lame, you guys can talk it out. So we started off with Alabama, but we both aren't sure that they got to three. Because I had two. Yeah, Brandon Miller, and then they had a, their big man, I think. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but they're both first-round picks. So, Yeah, but... Arkansas definitely they had the sixth pick. I can't I I honestly can't even remember his name. He went to uh Anthony Orlando. Black. Yeah, Anthony Black went to Orlando. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, that's the one big name. They had the dude that had alopecia. He went somewhere in the twenties. Gosh, what was his name? I know you're talking about, but I don't remember his name either. And but... then they had another guy, I'm fairly certain. So I feel good about Arkansas. And then with UCLA, Jaime Hawkes went to Miami. And Amari Bailey went 
and I think there was another. I think they. I think UCLA had a big man too that went. What was his name? Yeah, they're just like random second round picks that you're not going to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UCLA is the only other one I could think of. Just for Pac-12, there wasn't any other schools that stood out to me. No, they no, they had a yeah. I don't. I I watch a lot of Pac-12 basketball as it turns out. Right. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, I don't know that it could be anybody but them. Yeah, you good with those? Yeah, so we're going to go Arkansas and UCLA? Yep. All right, we'll check that in. Okay, and Cleveland Rocks, what did you guys have for answers? Yeah, I couldn't think of two, like the other two. I, I totally spaced on Amari Bailey, but I knew Jaime Hawkes went to my to your favorite team, Josh, Miami, um, in round one. And I knew that they, they were pretty stacked, like they had some some pro-level talent. And then for Arkansas, I knew it was Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., um, and then the gentleman that Marcus was referencing with Alpecia that I call Baby Villanueva, that's Jordan Walsh. Um, so we also checked in with UCLA and Arkansas. Okay, both teams will be getting points. Correct answers are indeed Arkansas and UCLA. You named all three of Arkansas's. The third UCLA was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves in the second round. That's Jalen Clark, who I think was the defensive player of the year. Yes, he was uh he was the one who got hurt. Yeah, he tore his Achilles right at the end yes, of the season. Right before the NTA tournament. Because yep. I had a bet on UCLA to win the whole thing, and then he got hurt like right after that. And I was like, Oh, well, they're not doing it. So Yeah. Uh, just to let you know from the SEC and Pac-12, the other schools that had any picks, Alabama and Kentucky each had two, and Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Washington State had one. Sadly, the Huskies had no draft picks this year. Not at all surprising. Muhammad <laughs> Gay was the one who for Wazoo, and he's very good, and we are not. Okay, question three. First, HBCU. College men's ice hockey team. Two tall Jones approves. We will check in. Two lame has checked in. Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. You got anything, Scott? Uh, I all I have is confusion because he said HBCU and then hockey, and those aren't two things that typically go together. So I'm, I I don't know. Also, to the listeners, that was no editing. They were, like, nodding mid-question. I've never seen anything like it. So they just knew it. I just came across this recently. It, there there was there was recent news of this on, on internet, so you maybe could have seen it there. So that's where I saw it. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I'm feeling just as confused as I did growing up, half white, half black. Like, I'm not really sure where to land on this. Like, I'm HBCU, but men's ice hockey. Not things that I would think go together. And then the two tall Jones, like I don't know enough about him to for that to for that clue to to help. Like I know Ed Two Tall Jones, I like I know who he is, but I don't know what he would approve of or wouldn't approve of because I, I don't know him personally. Uh so we could just name an HBCU and North Carolina AMT Grambling. Grambling was the first one in my head. I feel like Grambling is always, I mean, it's a safe bet of like, if you say to someone, name an HBCU, like I feel like Grambling is is probably one of the first ones that comes up, which leads me to, like, it's probably not the answer, but at least we know it's an HBCU. No, but maybe he was throwing us that phone. I said we go with it. All right, we're going to check in with Grambling. Hey, and too lame. 
What do you guys have? Yeah, came across this recently, and I believe that they're partnering with the Nashville Predators. They're doing like some kind of like joint campaign or they're sponsoring or something like that because geographically they're very close. Um, and Tutal Jones also went there. It's Tennessee State. One team will be getting points. Correct answer is Tennessee State. And so, therefore, Dominic Rogers Cromartie, along with his 14 children, approve as well. I was going to say, I was like, oh, he went with two tall Jones. I was hoping he would go DRC. He has a whole hockey team ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> he could, yeah, um, I, I've, you know, because now we have a team. I watch the NHL draft now for some reason. And yeah, they definitely wanted to make a point about this. And I saw it multiple times. So, yes. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I think that's great. It's uh, It's so cool. I love it. All right, moving on to the last question in Sporting Haikus. Question four. I think you'll probably be able to get this one pretty quick, both teams. NBA big man. Can't stop talking to Pat Bev. Josh wants him traded. All right, we're checking in. Yay, two lamas checked in, so Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. Big man, it's going to be a Wolves player, so it's really between two. No, I, I yeah, I only wrote Gobert because that was the first one. Yeah, I he doesn't talk to people; he just fights with his teammates. Yeah. Side, right. So, yeah. I, I, well, he's not talking to anyone. I'm pretty sure this is Cat because Josh wants him traded, and yeah, we just just the other day in our our chat <laughs> we were talking about it. So, um, yeah, we're gonna check in with Carl Anthony Town. Okay, and Tulane, what'd you guys have? Well, at the literal exact same time, Pat, question mark, from me and Mason. And yes, he went on Pat Bev's podcast, said he wants to, He by the time he's retired, he's going to change the game forever and everybody's going to remember him. So, you know, I don't know if he's doing bath salts or I don't know what's up, but um, we also checked in with Carl Anthony Towns. Both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is, in fact, Carl Anthony Towns. After the season, Towns said, quote, I feel like when my time's up and I retire and I put the shoes up, I feel there's people that's going to say that I changed the game. Uh, he also claimed that the Timberwolves' play-in game, play game win in 2022 was more impressive than the Denver Nuggets winning the championship this that year. That quote I saw. S-T-F-U and go away. Yeah, when he said that, when he said the Timberwolves play-in win was more impressive than the Nuggets championship, I said, oh, no, he's he's gone. He's lost it. He's officially a crazy person. He's Kanye. He's delusional. Um, I don't think it's bath salts. I think it's just it's a prereq that if you're involved with anyone who is adjacent to the Kardashian family, <laughs> they just take stupid stuff. <laughs> that's where that's coming from, obviously. So He, ab- he absorbed the dumb. Yeah, like that, it, just, it happens. You spend <laughs> enough time around idiots, you become an idiot. And he's not bad. Don't get me wrong, he, but I wish he was as good as he thinks he is. Because he's not as good as he thinks he is. That's like ninety-five percent of NBA players. But well, yes. that is true. That is true. But he thinks he's the first big man who could shoot three pointers. Yeah, I mean, he's not a student of the game. He's never seen Dirk Nowitzki. Right. It's like Mehmet Okur's career didn't even happen. Yeah, Mish. Mehmet Okur is so much better than Carl Anthony Towns. He changed the game and no one wants to talk Hell about it. Hell yes, I'm in. Mish, 
Mish, you're officially my favorite guest of all time because you brought up a memento cour. I'm in. Wow. All right. Well, this rant can probably end, I suppose. Sorry that I uh, got, got a little carried away with that question. Uh, after the first quarter, we have the following scores. Uh, Cleveland Rocks is at 75, and Tulane is at 100. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one in the missing link. What quarterback who was drafted in the third round of the 2019 NFL draft out of West Virginia is the third string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, that's what I thought. I I didn't know he was with Dallas, but okay. Me neither. I I had him, but everything else makes sense, right? And yeah, I had him in a completely different spot. So okay, yeah. Works. All right, we're checking in. Okay, Tulane has checked in, so Cleveland rocks. You guys can talk it out. Ooh, I wasn't aware that they were carrying a third QB. I thought it was just Prescott and Cooper Rush for the last couple seasons. Um, also, I don't know if we should. The way they said, I don't. I didn't even know he was on the Cowboys. Is that like a new? Th- I don't know. Right. Oh. Oh. You know what? I think it's. I. I'm. I know who it is. Yeah. He actually has been there. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's Will Greer. Oh yeah. That yeah. That's he went to West Virginia. And, definitely, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I watched. I went to a Cowboys preseason game last season. I'm pretty sure actually. Yeah. I think he was on the sidelines. Forgot that I saw him there. Miraculous beard. Actually, you kind of look like Will Greer. Now that I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about Will Greer, like you've got hair and a beard, like you kind of look like Will Greer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nah, he... Mason, you don't. You also have hair and a beard. I can't picture Will Greer, so. Well, after this, not now because we don't want to cheat, but after this question, Google Will Greer um, with Safe Search on and then you can see. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna check in with Will Greer. <laughs> and Tulane, what did you guys have? Yeah, we uh it didn't have much thought. It was the time frame fit. Mr. Horns down himself, Will Greer is what we checked in with. Both teams are getting points. Correct answer is Will Greer. He was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. He started two games for them in 2019, throwing zero touchdowns and four interceptions. He has not played in an NFL game since. And again, he's the reason 
oh, nobody can do this anymore because Texas bitched and complained about people doing horns down because it hurt their little feelings. So, forgot about that. Okay, question two in the missing link. What backup center for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who has hair like Sideshow Bob, is not half as successful as his older brother? Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> that could have applied to multiple people, but you good, Mason? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll check in. Tulane has checked in, so Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. I don't know that we have to talk mm-hmm. it out, right? Yeah. Go ahead. It's your team. Okay. Robin Lopez. The check for me. And Tulane, what did you guys have? Um, yeah. Uh I was thinking about Anderson Verjao, and then you said half as successful as his brother. And there's only one brother that I can think of with Sideshow Bob Hare. So we uh checked in with Robin Lopez. Both teams will be getting points. Correct answer is Robin Lopez. He is the younger uh, he is younger than his twin brother, Brooke, by one minute. And did you know that he is an avid comic book enthusiast and also participated in theater productions at Stanford? All right. He's, all also, right. A big, he's also a big movie nerd. I've seen it on, on Twitter over the years. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Will Greer and Robin Lopez. Moving on to question three. What member of the 500 Home Run Club is on the Philadelphia Baseball Wall of Fame and is a member of the Athletics and Boston Red Sox Halls of Fame. All right, we'll check in. Who lame has checked in? Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. All right, me. So he kind of, like, before the game, Josh told us this was going to be a very modern game. So let me, <laughs> um, I said eight, most. I said most. <laughs> Red Sox, and it's modern. Um, no, I think this is uh Jimmy Fox. He's he's the one of the people that comes up when I think A's and Red Sox and especially Hall of Famer and five hundred homers, I'm pretty sure. Also, yeah, Philadelphia Athletics Red Sox. It wouldn't be like a if it was a really recent player. Or unless he's from Philadelphia, I guess, but yeah, like it's no, this isn't yeah, no, it's not like Jet Lowry who played yeah. for the A's. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only reason it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason. Jed Lowry in the 500 home runs up. Um, we're going to check in with Jimmy Fox. And Tulane, what did you guys have? Yeah, that was the only thing that made sense. Basically the same logic as them. Yeah, we went with Jimmy Fox as well. Both teams are getting points correct. Answer is Jimmy Fox. He is mentioned in the poem Line Up for Yesterday by Ogden Nash. X is the first... Of two X's in Fox, who was right behind Ruth with the powerful socks. Okay. Yeah, let me bring a little uh, culture to you guys here. Yeah. Huck Nash is actually a really good poet. Nice. I, I didn't say he wasn't. I'm just, no, yeah. no, I'm just saying, I'm saying like he does, he has a lot more famous stuff than that. Oh, but yeah, he did write oh, a baseball poem. Certainly, certainly. I don't think this is what he's known for. Just no, saying. it's one, one of the things, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. All right. So the theme linked answers thus far are Will Greer, Robin Lopez, and Jimmy Fox. Moving on to question four. What 2019 first-team All-SEC defensive end from Auburn was drafted in the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft by the Atlanta Falcons? We can check in, Misha, if you're, if you're comfortable with me doing that. 
All right, we're checked in, Jeff. Okay, Cleveland Rocks is checked in. Uh, too lame, you guys can talk it out. I feel like I should know this, but it's not coming to me off the top of my head. Second round in 2020. All Falcons, SEC. I mean, I see this player twice a year, so you think I'd remember who this is. Yeah. Um, you personally see him. Well, not personally, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is yet. Oh, man. Mason um, has a standing uh, date with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is... Why, uh, why can't I think of this? It's right there. It's... Um... I mean, do you have anything that... Do you have any idea as far as like other oh, ways to go about this because of the thing <laughs> yeah the i thing. think we can just say it if, if if the theme is what we think it is you know okay so is there anything that, that is there anything that fits yeah it's uh oh, okay okay yeah yeah all right you have something? i i use the the other thing which to get the other there. thing right okay. i think this is um marlon davidson oh he's yes. not very good that's the name. But, That's the name. Yeah. Yep. Good with that? Yeah. I forgot about him. He's very yes. forgettable. So <laughs> very <laughs> forgettable. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with uh, that. we'll check in with Marlon Davidson. Okay, and Cleveland Rocks, what did you guys have for an answer? Marlon Davidson. Well, teams will be getting points. Uh the correct answer is Marlon Davidson. Uh on December fifth, twenty twenty one, he recorded his first career interception, a pick six against Tom Brady. And hey. he hasn't done a whole lot more. I think he's been injured That's... a bunch. Because I think the after he got drafted, he was on the COVID IR. And mm. then last season, yeah. he hurt himself and I think was out the whole season. And I can't remember who he's with now. Maybe San Francisco. He's he he's somewhere else right now. But uh, yeah. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Will Greer, Robin Lopez, Jimmy Fox, and, Mar- and Marlon Davidson. Moving on to question five. I anticipate seeing some fast (laughs) check-ins. What goalie who led the NHL in shutouts for the 1995-96 season while playing for the Washington Capitals was known as the Net Detective? (laughs) You you expected some quick check-ins? Oh, I I think... Oh, okay. I, I, know what this. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't know. I mean, that would make sense to me for correct. But when I think of that, I think of this person, but I don't think that's right. You know what I mean? That position and whatever. But uh, we could do that. Other, I mean, yeah. is that am I thinking of a person? <laughs> that... Sure. <laughs> yes. I think we should do it, Mason. I. That's what I'm saying. Wait, 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 hold on. No, your answer is what we wait, should Wait, really? Okay. Maybe, yeah. Uh, all right, sure. We're going to go with that? Okay. We're going to check in. Tulane has checked in. Uh, Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. Oh, man. The the net detect- detective. So it's like, is it Ace Ventura, net detective? Like, I'm, I'm trying to oh. figure that's like, probably. I mean, based on what you've already texted, that feels right. That has well, to I I mean, Ace Ventura is not an not an actual goalie. He's just a character. <laughs> How do you know that? How do you know? I, you're right. You know what? You're right. I don't. I don't That'd know what it is. Incredible. 
Ace Ventura. I don't gold. think it was based on a true story. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> Ace Ventura, net detective. <laughs> um, but I think that could sort of help. Uh, I, I I can't name many goalies in general, and then when you give me like mid '90s, that list gets even smaller. Um, I can't go Marty Brodeur. Can't go Dominic Hasek because they burned me in the past. Um, they are the Eddie George of hockey players for me on this podcast. Um, so the only guy that I feel like makes sense is maybe Carey Price. He, he fits, and it's a name that I've heard, and I think he was a goalie. I mean, yeah, you're the hockey guy on our team. You don't know it, but you are. Oh man! All right, oh uh, boy, we're gonna check in. The hockey guy on our team says Carey Price. Unless it's unless it's players who were in NHL or six on GameCube. Otherwise, I got nothing for you. I don't know if this guy was, but we're checking in Carey Price. All right, and Tulane, what did you guys have? Marcus did throw a Carey Price to me. Uh, we did not go with that, however, um, because based on the last part is Net Detective, and I have a vague recollection of someone with this last name being a goalie. So we just checked in with the last name of Carey, and we're going to leave it there. Well, one team will be getting points because the correct answer, and for the second straight missing link, my fifth one has a first and last name that of that fits. The correct answer is Jim Carey. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, nice. Now he is his is spelled with one R, where the actor has two R's, but they are both Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey the goalies. Other nicknames that he had during his playing days were Ace and the Mask. There you go. So I, wow. deep... I wish one of his nicknames was Fire Marshal Bill. We call him the Cable Guy. Like... So <laughs> the theme linked answer uh, answers are Will Greer, Robin Lopez, Jimmy Fox. Marlon Davidson and Jim Carrey. Both teams submitted correct answers to the theme. One doing so right after the second question was asked. So I will let them let you know what the correct theme is. So Cleveland rocks. You get to let us know. So I actually, for the first time ever, I wanted to send it after question one because Greer, there's really no other Greer. Um, But I wanted to at least, clue my teammate in on what was going on so i didn't want to just in case um but i was i was like i think this has to be it unless it's pam greer and i was like if it is then i i can't do anything um so then after lopez i was like okay i was trying to figure out where that fit for a second and then it dawned on me so we checked in with in living color cast members correct i actually had it a little more specific but i wasn't going to make you guys get more specific because while technically I did have a first name in question four that fits, these were all based on their surnames except for the fifth, because these are all in living care in living color cast members not named Wayans. Perfect. Since uh, Scott, you had used the Wayans uh, recently, I was like, okay, and, and you, you know, I, I wanted I to have a theme that I thought would have a good chance of getting um so 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 we were gonna we were gonna submit pretty much at the same time that they clearly did submit and we were kind of 
haggling back and forth of whether we wanted to yeah. submit it. Uh, you would have had to have submitted it super fast because he, I think he's, right. he sent it as he was checking in, which was pretty quick. Oh, so it was, we waited until it was, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty quick. So because I'm like, Greer, what else can it really be? Like, well, so but, good thing Scott's sniffing that out. I typically use first names for most of my missing links. I have rarely used surnames, but I have a couple of times. Yeah, once it was Lopez, I was like, okay, Jennifer Lopez, David Allen Greer. This yeah. has to be. I was just this... gonna. I was just gonna say. So for those of you listening who maybe aren't familiar with In Living Color, those cast members or are or David Allen Greer, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> Jamie Fox, Tommy Davidson, and Jim Carrey. The non um, many of the tech... non Wayans is, 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 is. Well, I I think um, technically with um, Davidson, what was the what was the name? Uh, the answer, Marlon yeah. Davidson. Yeah, Marlon uh, Marlon Wayans. I know, in there at but the end. Tech, uh, he was. Oh but yeah, you're again, right. You're going right, with you're what right, I was going right. for was for surnames yeah. of the ones who are not Wayans. But that's why it was like when Mason was like, you know, obviously they had already submitted, so it didn't matter. But when he was like, "Is there another way you could get to this?" and I was like going through the cast names in my head, and I was like Davidson. I was like, "Oh gosh, Marlon <laughs> Davidson." So <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> Uh, Marlon Davidson for me is an absolute who, but I thought, I thought, okay, we got two draft guys, one on each team and Mason's an sec football guy. So I thought, all right, there's a good chance. Well, he did. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was good. You wouldn't know him from the NFL. You would have to have really known him from Auburn in the draft. All right. After the second quarter, we have a lead change. Cleveland Rocks is up to 255, where Tulane is only at 250. So it's a tight one, but yes, Cleveland Rocks has taken the lead. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. Mason, sorry about this, but it's another edition of ChatGPT pre and post game. I asked ChatGPT to make up plots for movies based on a combination of two movies, with at least one being a sports movie. They're not hard per se, but you know, Mason just doesn't watch movies. It's fine. It's okay. You got it, Marcus. I believe in you. Okay, question one. Or plot number one. The film follows David and Billy, two talented but underestimated white street ballers, streetball players who discover they possess the ability to teleport. With their newfound power, David and Billy enter high stakes streetball tournaments using their teleportation skills to outwit opponents and achieve basketball glory while surprising everyone who doubted them. It's a thrilling blend of sports, action, and supernatural abilities that challenges stereotypes and celebrates the extraordinary. Is this a real movie? This sounds this sounds like a real movie. <laughs> All of these are going to sound like okay. real movies. I'm not familiar with one part of it, but okay. I trust you, Marcus. Well, um, okay. I like I said, I'm not familiar with that, but I I trust you. If you, I I had agreed on the other part, so that's fine. 
I'm good. I'm good. I try. I'm good with that. I like I said, I have no recollection of that even oh, existing. Boy. So there you go. Well, I hope. Um. Oh gosh. All right. Uh, we're gonna check in. I think. <laughs> All right. Tulane thinks they have checked in. So, Cleveland Rocks, you guys can think about talking it out. We're just gonna teleport out of this podcast because we don't know the answer. Um, I can't think of any movie with teleporting. Uh. uh uh, yeah, so I do think you asked about white men can't jump, and I do think his name was Billy, a white streetball player. But there was only one, even though it's misleading. But it title. could be it could be a combination. Chat GPT just taking David could be from the other movie. Right, that's what I'm thinking. It is yeah. misleading. The movie White Men Can't Jump is really about one man that can't jump. Um, so yeah, but, sure, white men can't jump. Uh, teleport. I mean, uh, um, the only movie with jump I can think of is the Disney Channel movie Jump In, where they do double Dutch. Uh, oh, the Corbin Blue? Blue, that Corbin Blue, yeah. Corbin oh, Blue, Blue and Kiki oh, Palmer. What Palmer, a star-studded yeah. cast! Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> black excellence on yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds oh, like that would be fitting for white men. Can't jump or jump in, I suppose. So is it white men can't jumper? Jumper with Hayden Christensen is like a movie with teleportation. Oh, I mean, if you have a movie with jump and teleportation, check yeah. in that. <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson is the villain. Yeah, it's, a, it's an underrated movie. Um, so let's do that. We check in in pre and post game form. So we'll say white men can't jumper. Okay. Um, keep in mind that this is the chat GPT pre and post game edition. So that should be pre and post game style. <laughs> so I made sure. <laughs> uh, Tulane, what did you guys have for an answer? Yeah, well, uh, I, the first part of this sounded an awful lot. Like, well, I mean, the most of it sounded a lot like white men can't jump. And I was thinking of teleportation movies and jumper came up although in my head i thought jumper was the joseph gordon levitt bruce willis movie so i don't think it really matters because we also checked in with white men can't jumper both teams will be getting points because the correct answer is white men can't jumper (laughs) what a great this sounds incredible this movie I say ChatGPT does a good job of making fictitious movies. So which one of, is it? Which what is Jumper? I, jump. So I uh, Jumper is definitely the Hayden Christensen one. I don't remember what the name of the Looper. 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 That's what it is. Okay, it doesn't matter. I got to the same point. You, you got to the answer. <laughs> there you go. It was definitely Hayden Looper, Jumper, same difference. Yes. Where, where, where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had that horrible CGI on his face to look like young Bruce Willis, and I'm like, you guys couldn't do makeup? You had to do that? All right. I'm one of the few people that owns Jumper on DVD still. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, you guys ready for plot number two? All right, here you go. The film follows Peter, a forward-thinking baseball manager who uses statistical analysis to build a winning team. In a surprising twist, Peter discovers that one of his players, Randy, is a ping-pong prodigy. Peter combines his unorthodox baseball strategies with Randy's table tennis skills to form a hybrid team that challenges traditional sports conventions. As they face off against formidable opponents, 
The team's unconventional approach and comedic antics create a unique and uproarious journey towards sports glory. With humor, sportsmanship, and the power of unorthodox thinking, this film delivers a hilarious and thrilling underdog story where unlikely heroes emerge from the unlikeliest of sports. Yeah, we can check in. <laughs> Tulane has checked in, so Cleveland rocks. You guys can talk it out. I, I think oh, we yeah. got it. I think you got it. Okay. We'll check in with Money Balls of Fury. All right. And Tulane, what did you guys have? I think this might be a, a Daddy Alaska Enterprise. Is that right? Yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, we also checked in with Money Balls of Fury. Well, both teams will be getting points because the correct answer is indeed Money Balls of Fury. See, they really they really tried hard for a little while to, to push Dan Fogler on us. That's true. And, and you know what? I like him. I actually think he's very funny. Say, you know but what? him you being the hard. lead of a movie, no, no. It's, can't do it. All right, time to go with the third and final movie plot. The story follows Maggie, a talented young boxer who, after a life-altering accident, turns to a life of crime as a skilled wheelwoman. <laughs> with a unique set of skills honed in the ring, she became an invaluable asset to a team of professional criminals executing daring heists with precision and finesse. As her journey unfolds, she finds herself torn between her newfound criminal family and her deep-rooted passion for boxing, um, ultimately leading to her to a pivotal crossroad where she must confront her past and make a life-altering decision. It's a thrilling tale that explores themes of redemption, loyalty, and the pursuit of one's true calling, where the art of boxing and the art of the perfect getaway converge in a heart-pounding adventure. We can check in. <laughs> Cleveland Rocks has checked in. Too lame. You guys can talk it out. So it seems like if this were true to form, that this would be some sort of amalgamation of, uh, there would be some elements of Weekend at Bernie's in here if it were, uh, <laughs> if it were actually what we're thinking of. So Mason, are you good with, are you good with million dollar baby driver? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> we're checking in with a million dollar baby driver. And Cleveland Rocks, what did you guys have? We also checked in with a million dollar baby driver. Well, once again, clean sweep of halftime. The correct answer is million dollar baby driver. <laughs> so this is the, this. I don't know if you guys have been on any of what the games where I've done these have. Have you guys? I have. Ooh, uh, this is the third. And uh, just to let you know. There, I got like twenty more of these, so they're going to be around for a while. I mean, yeah, they write the question for you. That literally, it writes the question for me. Correct. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was dying. I was just thinking about this. <laughs> oh, hey, don't man. laugh too hard. This is how they're going to do it one day. Yeah, uh, sadly, yeah, well. somebody's going to listen to our podcast and be like, "Gold." Yeah, no. going to make billions of dollars Neil Fisher. Of <laughs> yeah yeah that that white man can't jumper i'm telling you that is i've already cool. i've already been promised a starring role at some point in one of Neil's well they tried so. a white man can't jump remake this year i don't know anyone who saw it but i definitely Jack actively Harlow. am not trying to watch it uh if it had been this one white men can't jumper or white men can't jump in that sounds pretty good too or um, white man can't looper <laughs> <laughs> 
White men can't jump in. We already know Corbin Blue's got basketball skills. Okay, he was the second leading scorer on the Wildcats after Troy Bolton. Right. And yeah, he looked supernatural with a basketball. In yeah, his he was... Okay, well that's whew, after that fun-filled halftime. Um, I don't think anyone's ever missed any of my halftime ones like this. So hey, I hope you people enjoy them. I like them. They make me laugh. So uh, halftime scores. We have uh, the difference didn't change. It's still a five-point game. Tulane's at 325, and Cleveland Rocks is at 330. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And the good news for Too Lame is that today's third quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky 7. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. Let's see how this plays. This uh, could be... You guys might all think these are all too difficult, but I, I don't care. They are what they are. I don't care. Your list possibilities are list number one, MLB battery mates with the most games started since 1975. Name either the pitcher or the catcher. You don't have to name both. List number two is the most turnovers during the 2022-23 NBA season. That is by players. And list number three is the most interceptions since 2020 in the NFL, and that is defensive players. Oh, boy. All right. So, Oh, boy. <laughs> um, you know, you guys have had a bunch of easy – you guys have got most of these questions, so I figured this King one can get a little more difficult. Can it though? You could have oh. been super cool and then I could have made it more difficult and made you name both the pitcher and the catcher for the battery mates. I'm kind of surprised you didn't. If I don't know honest. that that would have changed. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think that you should be able to get. So you're basically just saying most pitchers or catchers with the so most. there is the, there are battery mates who have start like so a pitcher yeah, and yeah. a catcher who yeah have, who have most starts. You just have to pick. Either the pitcher or the catcher to let me know. So, but right. So, but if the pitcher then had starts with a different catcher, it doesn't. It matter. doesn't matter. Those are irrelevant. This is specifically ones who threw to each other. It's not who had the most starts as a pitcher or who had the most starts as a catcher. It's together. You only have to name one or the other. I'm assuming there's there's no overlap, like a catcher. Yeah, there's. I, yeah, it wouldn't make sense if there was a catcher. There is literally zero overlap. I, think, yeah, I didn't think you'd do it if there was. What do you what do you feel like, Mason? I'm good with either one of those. 
So which, whatever one you're you feeling, make the I'm... decision. You're more sober right. than me. This is how this works. <laughs> oh Fair. boy, I, I kind of lean the second one I said. You want to go with that? Yeah, that's fine. I think I think we can get enough of those that will be okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, we're gonna do the most interceptions since 2020 in the NFL. All right, well, why don't you take uh, up to five minutes and come up with your list? We are gonna check in. All right, two lamas checked in. Give me a second to get back to what I need to hear. All right, you guys can start naming off your list, and I'll let you know if they're there. We're going to start off with Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs is tied for first with 17 interceptions in 45 games. Oh, am I just going, Mason? Oh, I mean, I can go with the next. I'll go for it. We can alternate. All right. Uh, Next, we're going to go with J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson is tied for first with 17 interceptions in 38 games. Uh, you heard us discussing which of which. I'm going to say Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs is fifth with 14 interceptions in 50 games. We'll go with Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard is tied for third with 16 interceptions in 47 games. The Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew is tied for sixth with 12 interceptions in 48 games. Uh, Next, we're going to go with Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons is tied for third with 16 interceptions in 45 games. All right, so we close it out, Marcus. Yeah, uh, let's hope. Uh, We had a a thorough discussion about who this last person should be. And we are going to check in with our last answer of Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick is tied for sixth with 12 <laughs> interceptions in 47 games. Woo! You guys ran the list. I am super impressed. Hey, oh. when, you, when you're in the Devi League where you have a full defense, like fantasy-wise... I think on my team I have Quandre, I have Justin Simmons, and I have Trevon Diggs. So I just I know they have high interception numbers. And yeah, when when Mason and I were talking, we were like, "Well, which Diggs are we going to go with?" I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're both on there because Quandre is a sneaky one because he's yeah. had some decent interception seasons since he came over from Detroit. So after these guys, we have two players tied at eighth with eleven. That's Jordan Poyer and Harrison Smith. Nice. Mason. And then three Jordan players Boyer. tied for 10th with 10. That's Kevin Bayard, James Bradbury, and CJ Gardner Johnson. Oh, Mason. Mason had, had of two names. of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Had Poyer so, and CJ because uh, CJ had six last year. Whew. Nice. So well done on that list. Oof. So Cleveland Rocks, which of the other two lists would you guys like to attempt? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't love either one of them, but we're gonna. I feel like there's a chance we can get a steal more. But and also, you know, Marcus and Mason better than. Me. Well, I just feel like as we far can, as which. Yeah, we have a better chance. Could, to yeah. Up on list one, and we can try to steal a couple. So we're gonna take uh, list two, the turnovers. All right. Well, um, take some time here and come up with your list. I'm sure you probably were working on some of it already. But uh, let me know when you've got your list complete and ready to go. 
Okay, we can check in. Okay, uh, Cleveland Rocks has checked in, so you guys can start letting me know your answers one by one. I'll let you know if they're on the list. This is for looking for the most turnovers by a player during the 2022-23 NBA season. Okay, first we'll do Trey Young. Trey Young is first on the list with 300 turnovers. Next we'll do Luka Doncic. Unfortunately, Luka Doncic is number eight on the list with 236. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I was not expecting that. Not at all. Wow. So, um... Wow, prepare for this. You got a little bit of time to to try and come up with uh, your guys' answers if you didn't have some. And uh, Cleveland Rocks, if you guys want to start working on your uh, battery mates, you're going to get the first shot at that. Oh, all right. Well, I had Luke as an answer. Huh? Yeah, you did. And we had a bunch of other answers, so we can go with one of those other guys. Um, So Young is already gone. I mean, I feel... What do you what do you want to go with next? I guess we both had one name in common, so we yeah, should go I with feel, that one. I feel like Westbrook has to be up there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. There's no question. <laughs> yes, let's do it. All right. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is number three with two hundred and fifty-five turnovers. Okay. Okay. Um one above Westbrook. Okay. Um interesting. I thought it would have been two, but who do you want to go um, with next? You felt pretty good about Jordan Poole. I feel like... I mean, he's he didn't do a lot of things well, but one thing I think <laughs> he did a lot of was turn the ball over. And he played... He was... I think he played almost every game. I mean, he was... Right, because, like, Steph and Clay and all those guys were rotating out and seemed there was one constant, and it was right. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, yeah. So, I'm, okay. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. We'll check in with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is number four on the list with 252 turnovers. We could go back to the volume idea. It didn't work for Luca, but uh, yeah, the other two guys. I mean, might as well. I don't really have anything better. We yeah. we only have a couple more names that we were throwing <laughs> right. around. So sure, yeah. yeah. Would I, I would say probably Jokic would be okay. more likely just because yeah. he's he's their primary guy. So yep, um, we're gonna go Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is number five on the list with two hundred and forty-seven turnovers. All right, okay, well. We only have the one only, other name. Yeah, there's only one other name we had thrown around. So if we and make it, we're going to just pull something out of nowhere. Yeah, this is, yeah. Um, so, again, going back to the volume idea, somebody who handled the ball in pretty much every possession for his team, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number sixth on the list is Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo. Ah! Holy mother of God. So there's two <laughs> and seven left, so and we you have guys got to come up with some more names. Nothing. Alright, All right, you have any God. primary ball handlers that would be like Jalen Green for Houston? He seems like a real Ugh. idiot. Um, I'm just trying to think. Aaron Fox handled the ball or even like People are scoring a lot because they would have it. Like I'm just trying to think of anyone that, like Embiid, but probably not because he missed no, Sometime. yeah, I don't think um, he played enough. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he played enough. What about um, someone like uh, like Julius Randle? Because he would, yeah, he did handle the ball a ton because they didn't right. really. I mean, well, actually, uh, Brunson handled yeah. the ball a lot. Oh, well, um, um, man, jeez, Jimmy Butler, like I don't, 
I don't know. I'm just thinking of guys who kind of, you know, carried the ball down. I, I Anthony I Edwards. Know. That could be one. I mean, so I'm just trying to think of scores like the ball for them. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. You know what could be a sneaky one is somebody like Demonis Sabonis because they kind of run their offense through him. Uh, uh, him or Fox, that. I think, could be on there. I'd probably go Sabonis over Fox, but I could see either one of them being. Okay. What, I'm what, fine with that. What, you want to go Sabonis? Sure. I mean, we, we're kind of scrambling anyway, so I'm, okay. I'm fine with that. He might sneak on number seven. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll check in with Domantis Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis is number nine on the list Ooh. with 230. So yeah. you guys did get 40 points on that one. Um, Just to let so, you know, you guys did mention the number two player. And that is who I'm hoping will eventually win a championship with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, Edwards mm. with 259 okay. turnovers. And number seven was Jaden Ivey. Oh, 237. I never would have guessed. Um, I haven't thought about the Pistons in so long. I never would have even thought of it. Uh, (laughs) Other people to round out the top 15. Number 10 was mentioned. Joel Embiid, 226. Mm -hmm. I think he was pretty healthy most of the season. I mean, he did win MVP. Uh, You mentioned number 11, Julius Randle, 216. Number 12, Jason Tatum, 213. Yeah, makes sense. Number 13, Josh Giddy. 211 <laughs> number 14 okay. ja morant 206 and number 15 draymond green with 204 <laughs> uh if ja morant had played the whole season i would have absolutely had him at the top or like one of <laughs> one of the tops on my list for sure. well if he would quit flashing pieces on uh Instagram Live, maybe he could have played a whole season. Well, it won't hey, happen this next year. Hey, maybe the season needs, after He next needs season. better fall guys. Chris Carter, help help him out. No, he doesn't want <laughs> fall guys. He wants everybody <laughs> to think he's the thug. Oh. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, I don't like that game anyway because he Hey, plays it's out fine. They got Desmond Bain for a for a cheap deal. <laughs> I do I do love him, but yeah, two hundred and seven million is wild. I uh, honestly, I was defending him, Josh, without any like I I hadn't seen the deal. And then I saw the deal and I said, oh, good God, he got two hundred and seven million. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yes, he did. Could he live up to it? He could. He could. He could. But he had one great season this last year. Right. Right. He was good before that. But one great season. And that's when you get to capitalize. You get to sign. Hey, I blame Tyler Johnson. Remember when he signed for with uh, Miami when he was playing for Brooklyn? He signed for like four years and like eighty million. That was the beginning of the end. (laughs) All right, Cleveland Rocks. I know you guys are feeling a little sting probably from uh, from that second list, but uh, you guys feel like you got you got a list to. Yeah, we're working on one. Okay, all right. You got some more time here. Yeah, we're 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 as good as we're gonna get. All right, so you ready to check in? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Cleveland Rocks is gonna attempt to give me as many of the MLB battery mates with the most games started since 1975 by naming either the pitcher or the catcher. Don't have to name them both. 
Um, first, we'll go just to flex before this all blows up in flames. We'll go Yadier Molina. I'm pretty sure him and Wainwright moved to number one last year. But we're just checking in with Molina. That is correct. Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright have 328 starts with the Cardinals. Or had uh, 328 starts. Next, we're going Veritech. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, boy. He is not in a battery mate that is in the top eight. Oh, boy. Oof. Only found second best. All right, Mason. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, Mitchell had a personal catcher, but not Derek Lowe. None of them. None of them. Ooh, okay. okay. So Sorry about that, you... guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to beat you guys up for hoo hoo. Um, do we want to go with the first one we next time you play? <laughs> oh gosh, sure. I hey, don't there's know. Still fourth quarter. I mean, it's not over. Sure, Mason. Just do the okay. Do the first one that you put because I agreed with that. Okay. So we'll go with the name I said. The first name I said. I assume like for the catcher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go with Ruiz. Tied for sixth is Carlos Ruiz with Cole Hamels. Yeah, we had the that one, but we 207 the starts with the Phillies. Okay, okay Mason. Right. Do, we go we... With, do we go with yours? I go with the catcher again? We're going to we go with the catcher really, again? Yeah, we didn't really talk about no. uh, a pitcher that we felt confident with, but, yeah. uh, but do you want to yeah, just go was... with that? I mean, he had multiple opportunities. So he had plenty of opportunities. So yeah. we will check in with Javi Lopez. Javi Lopez, along with Tom Glavin, is third on the list. With yeah, there we go. Nice, Mason. The Braves. There we go. And now we're screwed. How many was that for Glavin and Lopez? Two forty. Two forty. Okay. Well, that's where everything was falling apart here. All right. Do you want to go with your your name that you were trying to pull? Like that's the only other thing we have. Like I have no idea. I I don't remember the catcher's name, but I'm pretty sure he was there for for a while. So we're gonna go with the pitcher on this one because he was in Toronto for a long time. We're gonna go with Dave Steeb. Dave Steeb and Ernie Witt are. His eighth on the list. Oh, thank God. Look at Scott's face. Scott would have been so upset if we got that. 202 (laughs) starts with the Blue Jays. I was not going to be able to pull that name, Marcus. So, so Marcus. Marcus. Yes. You maybe should have gone with the player that you didn't know much about. Because number two on the list is Gary Carter, along with Captain America himself, Steve Rogers. 270 starts with the Expos. I had a I had a feeling that that could be on there, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I can't, I can't right. on a whim. Number four, Fernando Valenzuela and Mike Sosha. 239 mm-hmm. starts with the Dodgers. Interesting. Number five, Mike Flanagan and Rick Dempsey. 208 starts with the Orioles. And number six on the list is Jack Morris and La- and oh. Lance Parrish. 207 starts with the Tigers. All right, I don't, All right. I don't, Josh, I don't feel bad about you, any of that. Can, can you please Jack do a Morris who for it. me at 12 times volume? <laughs> 12 <laughs> times volume. It can't be for all those names. 
Flanagan Dempsey. Flanagan Dempsey Parish. I mean, maybe Steve Rogers. Actually, Gary Carter, Fernando Valenzuela, you have to have heard of him. Jack Morris, you, I'm yes. hoping you've heard of Jack Morris. I'm, like, I'm surprised I didn't think about Morris when I was thinking about Steve because those two battled a lot. I'm yeah. surprised I didn't think about Morris on that one. Yeah. But. So, well, the problem with Morris is that then he went, you know, he came, yeah. went to the Twins and then to the Blue Jays. Like after he his was with, really long stretch yeah. in Detroit, you might we, go, well, wait, was he there for as long as I think? Yeah. Sort of like we're thinking it might be better to go catchers, right? That were, but then it's like some of the big catchers just moved around. So well, that's why Veritek felt good, but he, he probably wasn't. Yeah. Then the problem there is you didn't have enough starting yeah. pitcher who was there. But what about like Posada, Mauer? Were they anywhere near there? You know, uh, I only have the top eight. Because ah. yeah. this was a list that had all of them through history. Gotcha. And the breakdown of to this for me to break right. down. The and top, then you're like, so like, all right, well done with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyone else who is around 200, and I don't think Maurer would be on that list because he didn't. Well, well that mean, was the only, thing. He only caught for six years, and then there wasn't a consistent enough starter during that stretch. So, yeah, I had, I had a, I had a, a thought about Dan Wilson only because he was consistently their catcher from like 95 through like Oh three, but he caught like the back half of Randy Johnson's tenure with the Mariners. And then he had Moyer, but Moyer's time wasn't long enough, but he's probably like decently close with uh, one of those guys. Cause yeah. he could be he caught could them be. a bunch. Like I said, these ones were all 200 uh, over 200. Everybody else would have been probably below 200. I wonder yeah. where, Greg Maddox and, and Eddie Perez are on this list because he was Maddox's personal catcher in Atlanta like the entire time. So, yeah, so so when we were talking about Javi Lopez, yeah. I just was like, I don't know which one it would be with, so let's just say Javi Lopez because right. he, yeah. yeah. he has yeah. to be yeah. up there with and one of those guys. Right, and that's why I wanted to just – like when I first wrote it, I was like, I can't have them have to name both because they would get one answer probably, maybe two. Like – the Wainwright Molina was like the everybody kind of knows that they, I mean, they both just played there forever. So, all right. Well, after the third quarter, scores are uh, uh, a little different than what they were. Uh, Cleveland Rocks is at 350, and Tulane is at 455. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, homie D. Clown, in reference to wrestling. <laughs> Question two, Fire Marshal Bill in reference to Major League Baseball. Question three, Hey Mon in reference to the NBA. And question four, Men on Football in reference to the NFL. And for, those of you, it. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, if you are not aware, those are all skits from In Living Color. You know what, Josh? You get two snaps in a Z formation. <laughs> uh, it is now time uh, for the teams to place their wagers. 
now that the wages are in, on to the questions. Question one, in the category of Homie D. Clown. <laughs> Who was the first wrestler to portray the character of Doink the Clown? He wrestled as Doink for numerous stints between 1992 and 2013, and also wrestled under the ring name Big Josh in the WCW prior to becoming Doink. We can check in. All right. Too lame has checked in, so Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. How much you know about Doink the Clown, Meesh? Nope. <laughs> Come on, Meesh. You know a little uh, bit about Doink the Clown. Come on. Uh, Josh Bomback? Big Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he came out with a Sean Rethford jersey. <laughs> uh, so a couple different guys played Doink. Um, I know that the Brooklyn Brawler, uh, Steve Lombardi, played him. There were a couple guys. I think the first guy under the mask was Matt Bourne. Uh, so we're just going to go with that. Um, so we're going to check in with Matt Bourne for 100 points. And Tulane, what was your answer in wager? So uh, on our way to the game today, my my dad and his best friend and my brother and I were all talking about the uh, very fantastic documentary series, Dark Side of the Ring. And one of the most recent episodes of this current season is about Doink the Clown, played by Matt Bourne. So we checked in with that for 100 points. Well, both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is Matt Bourne. I would have also accepted Matt Osborne, which was his name at birth, but he wrestled under Matt Bourne. So Bourne as Doink appeared in WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game and several versions of the video game WWE Raw. His evil doink persona also appeared in the WWE 2K22 as part of a DLC. Yeah, he was uh that dude was a lunatic. So my so my dad and his and his friend were reminiscing about his dad, Tough Tony Bourne, who was like a staple of uh Portland wrestling back in the day and they used to go with my grandpa down to uh get down to go watch him wrestle so we had a we had a nice little conversation about awesome. that so thanks awesome. thanks josh for <laughs> bringing it all back for full circle today because i assume that's what the d in homie d clown right it's doink right yeah. homie doink clown <laughs> um, yeah maybe <laughs> no mention of uh his son hey Evan. but but we all know one thing homie don't play that <laughs> All right, let's move on to question two in the category of Fire Marshal Bill. Billy Wagner ranked sixth on the career saves leader list, having put out 422 fires. However, he is second on the list for left-handed closers behind what other Southpaw closer? You, you want to go with your name? Because I've never yeah, heard we'll of do that. Yeah, I'll yeah, sure. we'll check in. You can explain right. that, but go for it. <laughs> Too lame has checked in. Uh, Cleveland rocks. You guys uh, talk it out um, for a little bit more. I don't think this is too recent, me. Just because now, you know, thinking about this question, I was like, lefty closers are are less uh, common than you think. It seems like, right? Because I feel like, and also, a... yeah, all of the recent guys we can think of just wouldn't, yeah. Well, yeah, like a role this Chapman and Josh Hader have been obviously some dominant ones, but. Thinking and then yeah, think, haters nowhere near long. Thinking back, like through the 2000s, even you got like um, Zach Burton, right, for Baltimore, BJ Ryan for Baltimore, um, Eddie Gordon, yeah. Brian Fuentes, but none of those guys are going to come close to the top of that list. So Kimbrel isn't 
Kimball's a righty. Like, and then all yeah. the other like, Kimball, Pavel, yeah. Rod, Troy Percival, like Hoffman. I think maybe this is John Franco, just based on longevity. I know that he was high on the list. Like, I mean, yeah, if you think he's high on the list, we should. Well, when yeah. I started passing him, he was definitely in, like top five at some point. Um, and he played yeah, for man, feels good. So we're gonna check in with John Franco for seventy-five points. Okay, and Tulane, what did you guys have for an answer and a wager? Well, um, our wager had a lot to do with our answer because we couldn't come up with anything. But we also wagered nothing. So the name that Mason apparently has no idea of and who I said I don't. he's a lefty baby and he's definitely not the answer, but I have to shout him out. We checked in with Arthur Rhodes for zero points. Arthur Rhodes? Mason. Mariners legend, Arthur Rhodes. Well, Why am I getting chastised for this? Who is Arthur Rhodes? So one team will be getting their points. Uh, the correct answer is John Franco. Um, Franco finishes career with two more saves than Billy Wagner and sits fifth on the list of career saves leaders. I just looked it up again here. There are only four of the top 25 are lefties. Uh, Franco is fifth. Billy Wagner is sixth. Randy Myers is 14th. And Araldus Chapman currently is 24th. He obviously, uh, he's, he's only one behind Rick Aguilera and two behind Todd Jones. So he's probably going to climb this list a little bit more because, you know, since he's still playing, but, uh, yeah, there's a lefty closers is not a real. Yeah, that's actually kind thing. of interesting, then, though that there's that it's all lefties that aren't. I mean that there's not very many lefty closers. Well, I feel like what happens is like similar to Arthur Rhodes, like they close for a couple of years and then they always become setup men. Like even Gordado was a setup for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariners legend Eddie Gordado. Yeah, yeah, and like Arthur Rhodes, like Ray King was another black guy that was a lefty closer, but like went back and forth. I, I, for some reason, lefties, I think they just, you know, make them more set up. Yeah. That 2001 year, they alternated just depending on who was coming up in the inning. The eighth inning was either Jeff Nelson for righties or Arthur Rhodes for lefties. And then obviously cause Sasaki in the, in the ninth. So, yeah. Just to let you know, Arthur Rhodes is tied for 487th on the list. Um, he, he had 33 saves. <laughs> Thank you, Arthur. <laughs> but he's probably in the top like 100 for hold. Hey, um, that and uh, in the Cleveland playoff series with the Mariners in 2001, uh, can't remember the hitter complained about his earrings being too big and made them. They forced him to take off his earrings because he said there was a glare off of his earrings that was causing him to be unable to see. And they made him take off his earrings in the middle of a net bat. It was crazy. Well, uh, with that, the game has gotten a little more interesting. Um, We'll give a little score update here. Uh, Two lame is at five fifty five, and Cleveland rocks is up to five twenty five. So it has gotten a lot closer. Um, Granted, two lame didn't lose any points, but they didn't gain any. So, all right, let's move on to question three in the category of Heyman. Monte Morris uh, had been with the Denver Nuggets for five seasons through the 2021-22 season, but was unfortunately traded to the Washington Wizards along with Will Barton before the 2022-23 season for what two players? 
One of these players would go on to win their second NBA championship in four years, while the other player would win his first. Yeah, I'm good. I, I can't think of anything else. I'm I'm fine with that. Okay, we're going to check in. All right, too lame has checked in, so Cleveland Rocks, you guys can talk it out. Give me your answer and your wager when you've got it. Also, didn't Monte Morris just get traded again like two days ago? Um, that's probably Josh's favorite text. Never mind. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, so KCP for sure. And it's definitely his second. So. Yeah, he won with the Lakers. Um, I, going through the rest of their roster, like one, they weren't very deep. They ran like a seven-man rotation in the playoffs. So it's not it's not anyone else that was that played. Um, I think it's DeAndre because yeah, he was on the Nuggets this past season. He didn't play at all. Um, he got no minutes, and I was just reading like a free agency recap thing because he just signed somewhere else, and they graded it like an A signing because they were like he's going to get to play. He didn't get to play on Denver at all this past season. Um, yeah. He was, on, he was definitely on the Wizards. Oh, yeah, then, then yes. I'm trying to think of guys that went from that have been on both teams. Um, because, like, no, like yeah, Ryan, I can think of either. Yeah, yeah, yeah wasn't on a lot of that bench and DeAndre Jordan, like of Denver, but they didn't come from Washington, at least Reggie Jackson did. I'm not sure where DJ had been before that, but I know Thomas Bryan at least has been on the Wizards. But it worries me because he, you're right, he definitely was a Laker. But did him and... No, I think I'm thinking of a different Bryant. Well, he was a Laker, though. I, but I think maybe him and KCP both went from... Went the, with, like, yeah, Westbrook yeah. or whatever. So, I I mean, I don't know that we're going to... Yeah, no, I like it. All right, we're going to check in with Thomas Bryant and Contavious Caldwell-Pope for 100 points. Okay, and Tulane, what did you guys have for an answer, or for answers and a wager? Um... Well, we, along with Scott and Mish, were pretty quick on KCP. Made sense. He won with the Lakers and then obviously was key part of this run this year. But there were a couple notable um, vets that were on um, that Nuggets bench that, Scott's right, did not play a bunch. And it was DeAndre Jordan was one. But one in particular, he's been on a lot of teams and oh. I feel pretty good about this. So we have checked in with Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith for 69 points. Well, one team is getting points. The other, unfortunately, is losing points. The correct answers are Contavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith. Um, Ish, and as Marcus was alluding to, Ish finally won a championship while playing for his record 13th NBA franchise. And I didn't know this, Scott, but I did look it up quick. Yes, yesterday, Monte Morris was traded to the Pistons. So <laughs> at least he's not in. He's He's got a cover up for Jaden, all of Jaden Ivey's turnovers. <laughs> I mean, it, is, it's got, is that, that's a little upgrade going from the Wizards well, to well, the Pistons? <laughs> playing time-wise, playing time yes, because he's going to be the veteran point right, guard. Fair, fair. Jaden Ivey, so he's I, probably for his role. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably an upgrade for him. All right, well, scores got farther apart again. Uh, let's just move on to the final question of the game in the court category of men on football. Hated it. 
at halftime of Super Bowl 25, Fox aired a live episode of In Living Color. During the Men On sketch, Antoine Merriweather, David Allen Greer, was wearing a number 57 Houston Oilers jersey. What linebacker, who was a first-round draft pick out of Houston in the 1990 NFL draft and played for two teams during his nine-year career, wore number 57 for the Oilers during the 1991 season? His best season was in 1996 while playing for the Carolina Panthers when he tallied 13 and a half sacks. Oh, this is very helpful information, Josh. I just am so angry at this question <laughs> because you've second, given yeah. me plenty of plenty of information. It's just, oh, golly. All right, we'll check in. Oh, all right. Uh, Cleveland Rocks has checked in, so too lame. You guys can talk it out, uh, come up with your answer, and let me know your wager. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we got plenty of time here, Mason. <laughs> uh, you got, in pretty you got two minutes. Right. Well, yeah, plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's somebody who played on the expansion or expansion-ish Panthers. Because, like, it. Oh man. Yeah, I only played for Seven. two teams. So it's Oilers to Panthers. Pick in 90 out of Houston. Yeah, I have nothing on this. I'm really frustrated oh. because like me touting myself along with Scott and Eric about being draft people. It's just some drafts are just a complete black hole. Oh, like I know God. in 1991 the number 2 pick was Steve Edmond or 92 it was Steve Edmond. And I it's just like myself is like a ninety-five and on draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough once you get past like kind of that point. Thus, why there was more information right. given, not just right. the draft. So for me, it's kind of ninety-nine, like Tim, the Tim Couch draft, or or I guess Leaf and Manning doesn't matter. Okay, uh, we need to think of somebody who tallied thirteen and a half sacks. Yeah, relatively decent. So what's frustrating really is I know that Kevin Green was on the Panthers very early on and he's obviously a hall of famer, but this is not him. So it's right. like, who was the other who was guy, the other guy? Yeah. on those Panthers teams? And the university of Houston is not helpful <laughs> because that was like the one fleeting moment when they were really good, when they had Andre Ware, And so it's like, who the F who was their defensive been? leader, basically. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, they, and I, and nothing. I can name like guys off of their secondary, like Mike Robertson and Chris Dishman. And there are guys I can name on that defense. I just don't know who this is. I don't think I can get there. So I'm trying to think based off of David Allen Greer and him wearing that. I'm like, was the guy's name Antoine or maybe his last name was Merriweather? I don't know. But I don't think that'd be I just, too easy. Yeah, I, case, I, but... I don't think it's there. Like, when I think of 90 and linebackers, I think of, like, Quentin Corriott, but he definitely never got there. And I don't know right. in, in off the top that he played at Houston ever, so. Or Carolina, for that matter, so. um, I don't know. Let's... Uh, Go with the last name, maybe? I don't know if yeah, that's Yeah, let's help, but... do um a lucky... We'll check in with uh, Wright for 100 points. Okay. Okay, and Cleveland Rocks, what did you guys have for an answer in a wager? Lucky Wright. That actually sounds like a, a person. So, uh, Scooby Wright, Lucky Wright. 
<laughs> Scooby Wright, right, Birmingham Stallions legend. <laughs> um, yeah, we had no idea on this, no clue. We just, I wanted to be nice and let these guys try to get to it by talking it out. No, no idea. Couldn't even, nope, couldn't even fathom a guess. So, we're, you know what? We're going to check in with Arthur Rhodes for 75 points. <laughs> <laughs> well, both teams are losing points. Um, the correct answer is Lamar Lathan. Uh, oh. Lathan made the Pro Bowl and was a second team All Pro in 1996. Yeah, I remember Lamar Lathan, but that, all that other stuff about him, no idea, no That's, clue. I, I never dude, could the have The thing you him. would have known him, like 96 was his big season right. that uh, he got his recognition for, so. Never. Oh, yeah, big fan of that. <laughs> Sanaa Lathan, uh, absolutely. All right, well, the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Cleveland Rocks finishes with uh, 350 which uh, you know this was a tough game especially after you roll past halftime so hang your heads high please uh but our clipboard captains of the game who will be receiving the coveted davis mills as he's about to be a backup uh award with 524 points is too lame I was trying to elongate my neck like Davis Mills. Oh, is that what you were doing? I, I don't you don't have enough you don't have nearly enough neck to There's that picture of David Culley like putting both hands around his neck while he, there's still space in between where his helmet is. It's wild. He's got a bird neck. It's amazing. Anyways. All right. So Mish, is there anything that you'd like to say before we call it a night? Oh, uh, no. Nah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Tough game. Tough game for me specifically. Scott, thanks for the attempted carry. Wait, how much did we lose by? As long as Ish Smith didn't cost us the game, I can sleep. Uh, the only way Ish Smith would have cost you the game is if, if we were you within had 200. Lamar, yeah. If you would have had Lamar Latham. Yeah. So without, I, without yeah. the last two, it didn't matter. <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good game. I could see how it's a good game. First. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just have I I just have a very specific like wheelhouse type stuff, and if it's not there, I'm useless. Well, um, most I, I of it happens. Yeah, least... to... oh, no, no, it's a good time. Always a good time. Well, we appreciate but, you yeah. coming on, and and uh, you know, it. There are other people who have. I don't remember how many uh, games Tim Giving lost to start his career, but it was more than three. I do believe it <laughs> took him a long time to get to a win. I don't. I don't. I think he has one. Well, no, hold up. I I lost with Eden though, so that's I got him. That's got to. Oh me wow, right. yeah. Misha's like my <laughs> streak is more impressive because I've lost with Eric. Eden. All right, fair, fair. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, Misha, it was so good to meet you, man. It was uh, a lot of Great fun. Great to meet you too. Yeah, it was, this is this is a good game, Josh. I had, it yeah. was it was oh. it kind of spanned everything. It was nice. Uh, well, thanks for playing, guys. And uh, Misha, you are always welcome back. Um, so I would like to say on behalf of Scott, Mason, Marcus, and myself, I would like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Yes! Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. 
That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.